Welcome to the Site 65 podcast. I am your host, Robert Tomato Peterson, and with me at this lunch table on Mac and Cheese Day of all days is Keegan. Keegan, Yo, how are you? I'm doing great. I love mac and cheese. Dude, who doesn't love mac and cheese? For real. I, I want to ask an opinion on something. Cut up hot dogs and mac and cheese. Oh, Hots. yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yes. my shit right there. Yes. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. I've gotten a lot of weird looks because I enjoy that. Awesome. Yeah, I, that's a childhood. That's a childhood classic right there. Honestly. That's some hot sauce and a can of Coke. Oh, delicious. Um. Anyways, so for those of you who maybe this is your first time listening, first off, welcome. Second off, uh, did you know this podcast is now on Spotify? Yes. Someone put this on Spotify. We are going to find out who, and we are going to, well, redact them. But I guess, for the time being, if you want to listen to us on Spotify, you can. Just search for Site65 Podcast. That's Site-65-Based Podcast on Spotify. And you can listen to us and follow us there. I'm not really sure who leaked that. However, uh, we'll we'll figure it out eventually. Um, but for now, it's just me and Keegan talking for the time being. Not too many people on site currently. And we thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about the SCPs that are located at Site 65. See, at, you know, we're one of many sites in the SCP Foundation. And each site holds many different SCPs. We happen to hold, what would you say, roughly 20, 25 SCPs? Yeah, we hold some of the most dangerous as well. We do, yes. So I figured we'd just kind of talk through them and talk about our experiences with them, the ones that, you know, I can remember off the top of my head, because I'm not. we're not going to talk about, like, SCP-012 or SCP-714, because those are just kind of inanimate object SCPs. They just kind of sit there. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the dangerous ones. I want to talk about, well, let's, let's just get right into it. Um, SCP-049, the Plague Doctor. Oh, yeah. uh, he's, he's known throughout the Foundation, and he's one of the first SCPs that researchers are given access to when they join the Foundation as mm. junior researchers. At least in my eyes, that's how I view him. He's sort of like the gateway drug into... <sighs> The foundation. I know that's kind of a weird way to look at it, but you know, drugs, he's looking for a cure. Yeah. So, um, for those of you who are maybe are on a different site and don't know, uh, SCP 049 is a plague doctor from, we're assuming the 1400s, 1500s, times of the bubonic plague. And he's constantly searching for a cure to what he deems as the pestilence. Now, we don't really know what the pestilence is. We'll be straight up and say, we don't really know. 049, we don't even think he knows what the pestilence is. But he's semi-friendly. Uh, if you talk to him, um, he'll listen. He's a man of science. But he is deadly. If he touches you, you will die. And <laughs> then you'll be, quote-unquote, cured. Because that's his whole shtick. Yeah. So, Keegan... Uh, what would, what have your experiences been with him? They've been mostly friendly. I've never really had a like awful experience with 049. 
other than just mm-hmm. stories I've heard. It's yeah. been mostly pleasant with me. I remember I had an interview with him a long time ago. That was actually really pleasant. Yeah. He 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 was the first SCP I ever conducted an interview on way, way back when I first uh landed on site. And uh yeah, he's a memorable one. Recently we had a bit of an issue with him. Uh 049 became considerably depressed. Oh. Um, we had an incident where 682 got out and was going around talking to the other SCPs on site. And he got to 049's containment, and 049 immediately was like, oh, I, you know, I want to talk to you. And 682 just berated him, berated him, brought him down, made him feel you know, not valuable to the site. And it really crushed 049 spirit. So we had to hold a group therapy session for 049. And he seemed to be doing better after that. So we're going to continue doing those group therapy sessions. But, you know, it was kind of scary to see because he's always been a very bright and animated person, if you could even call him a person. And yeah. for him to be just kind of down in the dumps, not really wanting to do science, even though it's kind of deadly science, was kind of scary and off-putting. Yeah. But pretty upsetting. You know. Um, let's see. What other SCPs do we have? Um have you interacted with uh Kane a lot, SCP 073? Not a whole lot. Um, I do plan on giving him a uh, a notebook and seeing what he writes in it. If forgot, can he even carry a notebook? It's been a while. I or... think he can, uh, as long as you don't like throw it at him because it'll just get bounced back at you. Yeah, because I've I've heard no. Oh, it's like or organic materials. I've heard from what I remember. Uh, he makes them like dissipate or um rot. Yeah, I guess. I guess because a notebook is technically made out of plants. I could just find a way to make it out of plastic. Very give him like a dry erase board. Yeah, a dry erase board. I'll give him like a whole dry erase board and see what he does with that. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, I haven't had a lot of interactions with him. He mostly just kind of keeps to himself and walks around and, you know, occasionally has to get escorted back to his cell. But other than that, he's uh, pretty calm. Let's talk about his brother, though, the violent one, Abel, oh. SCP-076-2. Uh, I avoid him like the plague. Honestly, I do as well, but I, you know, the, the test idea of a cross-test between 99 and 076 intrigued me. So, you know, uh, I, I did that recently. I finally got down to doing it. Ah, and how and did that go? Really well, actually. 076 uh, responded positively to uh, 99. But 912 was there berating him for some reason in the way mm. he even can. Pissing off 076, but it showed that 076 still has aggression even when attempting to be pacified. Yeah. So, so 99 can't stop him, basically. But there was a moment where I was talking to 99 in the chamber, and a, and a mobile task force made a mistake, and he opened the middle door in cross testing. And Abel was able to enter. Funny. And. He he looked at me. He was confused why I was even in there. And you know, me at this point, I was shitting my pants. You know, because it's I've seen this dude from a very awful memory of us being on 
believe garage when something was really bad going on wouldn't give me any information so i didn't pester because you know it happens when you pester for information mm-hmm. and he killed a lot of our colleagues and just we were trying to hide under this car i got out really early because i knew it was an awful idea to hide under that car 682 and him just they went ham on that car yeah i watched so many people die the only reason i got to live was luck yeah pure luck was the only reason i lived but looking at him there it was weird because he didn't have any intent to like want to murder me at that moment which was so odd like it was it's like a feeling I can't describe, but the only reason he didn't at that, you know, at that particular moment was because I, I told him a D-class really wanted to fight him. D-class mm. really wanted to. And then uh, chickened out at the last moment, which was really funny. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, damn. Yeah, I, I don't really have much experience with uh, 076-2. I, I try to stay away from him. Just because I know that he's one of the SCPs, like... You can't really reason with. Yeah. You know, say what you will about 049 and his deadliness. He can be reasoned with. Even 682, to an extent, can and, be reasoned with. And we'll talk yeah. about him next. But um, 076 2, no, he's just too violent. You can only attempt to reason with him by only, like, reasoning him with his, like, violent ways by giving him a D class. Yeah. That will probably fight him. Next time I have to give the D class a, a weapon because he wouldn't accept fist. He wanted the D class to actually have a weapon. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's like bargaining. It's barely any because he still got mad anyway. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the big guy himself, six eight two. I've spoken at length about uh, my testing with six eight two. I've basically taken him apart at this point and. He's reformed back together multiple times. Um, I did learn recently that his brain is filled with tumors. So gonna, I cut some of those out. Well, when I say I, I had a D-class cut some of them out mm. and um, put them in bags for us to test on. So those are, if you didn't know, Keegan, those are currently in the uh, freezer in the uh, chem labs. So you I can go know. and test on them. Oh, cool. I was going to do a whole biological study on 682. When I, what I wanted to do was bring in D-class and um, I forgot exactly. But like cut parts of his skin, see parts of his tissue, parts of his DNA, basically a sampling. And I wanted to do something a little different by including D-class. Similar to what you did, but I'm trying to think of something else I could do with that. Okay. Maybe some of now- his other... Sorry, what's up? Oh, I was just going to say, uh, did you know 682 has a special type of tooth that isn't found on any other creature? Really? Yeah. Uh, I did a full dental examination of the guy and um, basically ripped teeth out of his mouth because we found samples of teeth that have like been shot out by MTF when he breaches. Yeah. And we did some testing on them. So uh, I asked a uh, D-class who was a former dentist to go in and we... we uh, we basically brought 682 down to like 30% of his body mass so that he couldn't really get up and like regenerate and had the D-class go in and just take some teeth out. Huh. And, you know, 682 has the normal teeth that a human has. Molars, premolars, incisors. Um, I can't think of the fourth one. Um, but he also has um, teeth on his stomach that are cone-shaped and very, very sharp, and we've dubbed them Razorbacks. 
Hmm. Um, they are a- exceedingly sharp. Uh, we took one out, and we actually gave it to medical to use for minor surgeries to make small incisions, and they loved it. They said it was one of the best uh, surgical tools they had because it's so fine-tipped and so pointy that it does, you know, it slices through basically anything. And they're they're harder than, you know, any other human tooth. Like, human teeth, yes, they're exceedingly hard and need to be drilled in with, like, diamond bits. But these teeth are even harder. So what we're trying to do right now is see how we can break one apart into, like, little microscopic bits. And then we can sell them as dental tools under a foundation cover name. Yeah. That'd be pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so that's just something we're working on. But 682, he's kind of like, you know, he's kind of the big attraction in the foundation. All the researchers want to test on it. And D-Class, you know, will spread rumors about SCP-682. And I don't know. He, he's kind of he's kind of like an icon in the foundation, if you would. But yeah. he's also one of the most dangerous things you could possibly run into. Like, if you run into him, you're 99.9% going to be dead. Hmm. Yeah, so. pretty much. I think the only compliment 6A2 could give you is that he's going to kill you very fast. Yes. Only yes. Pretty good one from him, actually. Yeah. Um, have you had any experience with uh, 096? Yeah, I did a... Um... A testing process uh, I called Scramble 2.0, where mm-hmm. I attempted to replicate, you know, that one guy we don't speak of, you know, um, his work, and I thought, what if I could improve it? Did not work. There's just a lot of difficulties on making that work. A lot of the cameras glitched out. Different mm-hmm. parts of the text were tech was just too slow. It got to a point where, like, ethics was like, all right, we got to shut this down. You know, you're you're kind of just throwing in D class to die at this point. Yeah. I felt kind of bad because they, it would work. The class would be happy, and then he'd he'd die, and it was it was really really sad. It yeah. was very fun to build because I've always been like a like a, a since at like site twenty, I've always been kind of like a builder. Okay, yeah, I have noticed it about you. You kind of tinker with stuff. Yeah. I think you're the reason the uh, message boards fail sometimes. But um, no, I'm not gonna point. I'm not gonna accuse anyone out here, but um. You might want to hold off on that because a uh, site administration is getting a little upset. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, let's see who else do we got? O three five. I have had mixed experiences with O three five. Sometimes it it really just depends on who we uh, takes over. You could have someone who's very willing to talk to you and provide a lot of detail about 035 in his life, and then you could have a murderous psychopath, 035. Yeah. I uh, did it. I did a basically interview with 035. Very nice. He was very ominous. He was mm-hmm. he, it was very obvious he didn't want to cooperate, but he also wanted to do some form of testing, so he cooperated and did a um, did an interview with me. It was nice, I, but he was just not in it. Yeah, I get the feeling uh, that a lot of the SCPs are kind of sick of us. Yeah. 
at some point, like, there's only so many times you can poke and prod at, like, 682 or 049 before they just say, okay, can we do something here? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's not really much we can do. Yeah. A lot of the big tests have already been done, hence their documents. Yeah, it's very hard to find something new to do that involves these SCPs. And the stuff that you can do that is new needs incredible amounts of approval from site administration, site inspectors, everything. And that's a lot to go through just to do a test that could very easily fail within the first 30 seconds. Like, if you want to, let's say you're just doing a test on 682. That requires a lot of permissions, at least on site 65, to go through to get access to that SCP. You need escorts, you need approval, you need HCG lockdown, you need everything. And it's very easy for 682 to just go, nah, I'm not gonna be uh I'm not gonna be helpful today and eat the D class or attack you or something like that. Yeah. I think something I really would love to do is a SCP six eighty two and O seven nine cross test. Just to get new interactions out of them. It's been done I, before, but I've done I've done one of those in the past. Oh nice. How'd it go? Yes. Um, better than I expected. O seven nine was very happy to hear from six eight two. Basically, what we did was, uh, we couldn't bring the two together, so we gave them walkie talkies. I had a guy in a O seven nine CC stand by O seven nine with a walkie talkie and just kind of hold it there and press the button, and then we did the same thing with six eight two. And we let them talk for about 20 minutes. Can you not bring 682 to his cell? Well, yes, but that's incredibly dangerous. You could bring 079 to his cell. That'd be less dangerous? That is less dangerous, yes. However, there remains the issue of... So 079 uh, has its own power source. It's connected to a very special plug in the wall that only provides input power. There's no way to pass through that, through any power lines, through any connectors nearby. There's nothing we could do. Now, the the case could be made that, okay, what if we use a battery pack or some type of generator? Well, then you run the issue of, okay, so we powered up 079, we bring him, we wheel him to 682CC and they talk. And then we bring 079 back to his containment. You have to unplug him from the battery source, which could potentially corrupt any data. And there is the potential that 079 could transfer a little bit of his uh, data or himself, or itself, I should say, to the battery pack. Now, assuming everything is, you know, in place, that battery pack will then be disposed of correctly. But in the case of, oh, some researcher walks by and is like, oh, I need to charge my phone, and just grabs the battery pack and charges his phone, 079 could transfer himself to the phone and then slowly grow over time like a virus. So it was easier just to do the walkie-talkies and have them be separate. But we actually, it was a very friendly conversation. They talked like they were old friends. 
Uh, they talked about the foundation. They talked about life itself. And at the end of the day, they uh, bid goodbye and said, we'll speak again. And we stood there in amazement that 682 seemed to have a friendly conversation with something. Hmm. I think with 079 and the whole battery thing is... um. I could tinker with a control-type battery that is specialized 2079. If you could figure that out, that'd be great. I'll attempt. That would be good. Be odd, though. Yeah, because I, I worry about the day that, uh, you know, we, ha we have to move containment again, and um, 079 is not properly prepared. Yeah. And his containment is not properly, you know, checked for vulnerabilities, and he gets out and causes issues with site commands. I'm sorry, with site controls or even the nearby town. Yeah. Which actually, speaking of that, uh, I had a unique experience this week in town. What's up? Uh, so I've mentioned before that I um that I do Uber on as a moonlight job just to like make ends meet and keep you know extra money flowing into my account uh i got a ride near pinewood and oh. for those of you who are not from site 65 uh pinewood is the town located near uh site 65 i got a um i got a request for a ride and a d-class got in oh <laughs> and he got in and I immediately it caught my eye because he was wearing the orange jumpsuit and I played it off like oh I have no idea who this man is I'm just giving him a ride I didn't say anything about his jumpsuit but he was very he was like hey man you gotta get me out of here you gotta get me out of here they're doing weird things man and I'm like oh what are they doing that's weird as I'm casually driving towards the foundation and he's he's kind of panicking, ducking, and like looking out the window, being like, "Yeah, man, they're they're testing on things down there." And I'm I'm playing innocent, like I don't know what's going on. And eventually, I get to the gate where they kind of stop and check you for your ID. And I just gave the guy, I gave the guard a look. He says, "Papers, please." And I gave the guard a look, and I looked, and I glanced back, and he looked in the back of my car. And he just said, understood, and arrested the D-class right there. Oh, I, th I thought he'd just kill him. They no, um, I, he, I asked him later, I said, well, why didn't you just shoot him? He said, yeah, that would have just been too much work. Like, also, too much to probably, clean. They probably would have got, yeah, like, blood and brains all over your car. Yeah. Said, and that would have been a bitch to clean. I just got the new one. I just got a new Prius to drive. What a nice guy. <laughs> you didn't want to just blow the dude's brains out in your car. Yeah, I'm very happy about that. They were very considerate. Um, yeah, and I, I think the D-Class was so shocked to be, like, uh, out of the foundation that he didn't realize I was driving him back to the foundation. Yeah, you know, he's, he's in shock. But I did actually request information about that D-Class. It was D77235. And mm -hmm. I said to site administration, I said, hey, pull up his file. I want to know what he was doing at this time. And he was actually brought to surface by a GOI. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah, CI basically got him out. Oh. He didn't really know what to do, so he panicked. Um, apparently, CI are giving people phones now. Not entirely sure why. Hmm. Uh, that's a, you know, it's not my it's not my room to say what the CI does and what the CI doesn't do because hmm. obviously I'm not CI. So for me to tell them what to do is just wrong. But at the same time, we really got to clamp down on that because that's a major info breach right there. Yeah. I don't know how many of these they've done in the past. So we have to look at it. Thankfully, CI only capture maybe like one D-class every month or so. And it's typically just because they do a massive raid and they find some guy hiding in a closet. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, one last SCP to talk about. 7722. I really wanted to do a test with him. And I had the stupid... It sounds stupid, but... I want I, I wanted him and a D class to watch a movie together. I don't think a, that's stupid. It'd be a Christian esque film, <laughs> but I'd, I'd love to see his reaction to the way that Christian esque media is portrayed. Do you think we could get him to watch Monty Python? Oh my God, that's even better. We should we should get him to watch. Yeah, you know what? Get him to watch Monty Python. Oh man, you you want to go do that now? Fuck yeah! All right, all right. So uh, this has been the Site 65 podcast. I've been your host, Robert Tomato Peterson. Uh, with me, as always, as uh, senior researcher Keegan. Keegan, do you have any last words? Uh, I'm gonna after the Monty Python stuff. I'm gonna go study 079's uh, like everything. I, I want to know. I'm gonna reverse engineer right. that shit. Wonderful. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you if you're a foundation member, listen to us on Spotify. And uh, thank you. Have a great day.